Hey y'all, it's your girl Cherry Wine. You already know what time it is. It's wine time, so grab your glasses and turn the volume up. Today I'm kicking it with the up and coming artist, Man Williams. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on with you, pumpkin? Nothing much. Just getting to the music. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And dancing while you doing it, okay? Okay. So tell my audience a little about yourself, where you from, what you do. Um, well, as you said, my name is Man Williams. I'm a, a recording artist from Chicago. I've only been doing music since January of this year. Previous to that, I've been a dancing choreographer for the last 10, 11 years. Um, when COVID came about, I decided to just switch careers and try something different. And I'm having fun ever since. Yes, okay. And your performances is A1, all right? Thank so, you. Give me two truths and a lie. And I'm gonna guess which one is the lie. Okay. Um, I had three kids. <laughs> I have a dog, and um, and I was on Judge Mathis. <laughs> now you done made it hard for me. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick out which one is the lie. Right. You ain't got no three kids. <laughs> yeah, that's the true one. All right. So <laughs> tell me what you was doing on Judge Mathis, honey. Well, um, I was trying to do a like a dance concept video back when I was like dancing, um, just to um, I forgot what song it was to. Oh, it was Tommy and Spice. I'm gonna get it. So I was just trying to film just a simple video. One scene was in the street. One scene was in the parking lot. And then one scene was in the club. And the videographer I hired, she ran off with my deposit because she claimed that we needed permits for the shoot for the outside locations and all that. But once I won and got the money. I did the shoot and we didn't need permits or nothing. So it was like, girl, you could have made this easy money, but she hey. was moving foo-foo. <laughs> she was moving foo-foo. She was trying to keep your money. That's what she was trying to do. She knew she if she was who she said she was, she knows she ain't need no permits. She's exactly. trying to keep your money. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. She ended up having to pay you your money. So okay. now look at you sit. <laughs> All right. So tell me about one of your most best performances you've done so far where was it and what did you sing um well I've done only three performances as an artist so far and I think the best one so far was the one I did in Wisconsin it <laughs> probably the video you saw <laughs> just because with the first show and the last show I did the crowd wasn't as hype. I had to get them into it. But with the second show, as soon as I like got on the stage, they was ready with me. So that made it even better for me to just, you know, go and do me. Because when I be performing as a dancer, I'm used to people just going up in the audience just because of what I'm doing. But with music, it's a little different. You're trying to rock with the crowd, do all the words and all that. It's easy if the crowd is ready and hype already. But maybe because the second one was at a gay club, so <laughs> they was already drunk and ready, but I ain't trying to boast or nothing, but out of everybody, I had the most and loudest applause and stuff. So. Period. Period. Okay. <laughs> you made some noise. That's what I'm talking okay. about. So, my last question is, 
if you could go back to any age and do it over, which age would it be and why? Um, that's a good question. Probably, mm, probably when I was like 18, 19, I probably, well, not even then, probably go back a little further when I was 17, because I started, when I graduated high school, I was still doing the dance thing, but I was trying to go to medical school just to like appease like, you know, family and stuff. Cause like, they like, oh, you gotta get a regular job. You can't dance yeah. all your life. But thankfully I've been dancing and making money from dancing since I was 16 years old. So all the way up until now, I just stopped dancing when COVID came about. So okay. I've been making my money off that. So if I was to go back to when I was 17, I would have just probably went to started off going to a performing arts college because I eventually, after like two years of wasting my time in medical school, I did transfer to Columbia for dance. But if I would have started sooner, I feel like I would have probably could have gained and learned a little bit more. But things work out how they work out. Listen, everything happened for a reason, Pumpkin, okay? So yeah. would you say that dancing is your first love? Definitely. Okay. So yeah. what I seen on your social media you was born to be a star, okay? Thank and you. How did you get started dancing? Um, well, it started when I was like about six or in sixth or seventh grade. My sister, she was in like African dance programs in after school. So I would have to wait for her uh, while she was in the program or whatever. But I was never participating until one day the teacher was like, why are you always just sitting in my class and don't participate? And I'm like, oh, I'm just here for my sister. But then we eventually, I started and then just ever since then, just been dancing, then started my own dance team, started the dance company, been booking gigs and just kept elevating from there. Okay. So what made you want to sing? Oh, uh, well, I don't sing, I rap. What wanted made me want to be a rapper um, is just basically because with dance, I always use that as a way just to express myself. But with music, I feel like that's an even more direct way to express myself and to try to uh, connect with more people that are going through things. So with dancing, I was just visually showing things. With music, I'm verbally, you know, telling you and explaining things and discussing different topics and stuff. Okay, because you'll be going off. Thank you. And I like makeup, no okay? Yes, me too. And I don't, I don't like makeup, but I don't like makeup. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> I wear lip gloss. Right. I go about my business because I feel like I don't need no makeup and I can still be that yeah. bitch like you said, okay? Period. Okay. Yes, that's what I be trying to tell girls. You don't always need to wear a face full of makeup. I mean, it's cute or whatever, but right. natural still get them going. All right. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I for one don't do makeup i do my lip gloss and go about my business okay okay so is there anything else that you do other than music um no i just pretty much do music dance uh when i was a dancing choreographer i was into behind the scenes work like creative directing being like a personal assistant uh things like that but as far as like what i do talent wise i'm just pretty much an entertainer Period. Okay. And you entertain because like I said, that one performance that you got on Instagram, you ain't come to play. You came to slay. And that audience was eating it up. I was like, yes, okay. I even shared it. I even shared it. I said, he is, yes. he's going somewhere with this. And I love how you can be open and live in your truth. Because some people tend to hide behind who they really are. Right. But I respect 
you for this is who I am, get with it or get lost. Okay. <laughs> so do you express yourself through your music? Yes. Um, I mm, I would say yes, I express myself, but I'm also expressing uh uh not necessarily a lifestyle but I'll say a way of life because with my music I don't always just directly talk about myself I talk about other experience and things that I've you know seen people go through and know that people are going through and I kind of twist it make it seem like it's me but it's not really me (laughs) just so y'all could be more relatable but a lot of the stuff either I have very much so firsthand knowledge of or very much so first and a half hand knowledge. Here we, I mean, <laughs> I ain't rapping like about this. drugs and jewels and me doing all that because baby, I ain't got none of that. <laughs> right. Okay. Spoken like a true artist because we be singing these songs, singing our hearts out in these songs, but nine times out of 10, these people are really going through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you can make your music relatable, you're going somewhere and look, you already... Your mental is there. It's there. You know what you're doing. Yeah. So what message are you sending through your music? Um, just that no matter what, do and be you, no matter what nobody said, no matter what, have make other people feel, do what makes you feel how you want to feel first before mm-hmm. you go appeasing and try to, you know, cater to other people. That's the number one message with any song I drop. Right. So was it hard for you to get people to accept you for who you are? Um, I wouldn't say it was hard for me. I would say it was hard for others to begin accepting me because it's a lot of people that's talking to me and that's cool, trying to be cool with me now. And they weren't as cool, you know, back when I was dancing, because of course, blatantly you could see when I dance I would go go you know do more feminine things but now it's like I guess because of not only with the music like taking off but with people seeing me like just as fearless and determined to be me and who I want to be they like shit oh well that's who we're gonna be let me fuck with it or now that's who they you know they're starting to take some of those characteristics and things into being themselves finally so I guess that that kind of answer for me. <laughs> I do think that is other people. I don't think it's the person. I think it's other people not being able to be okay with it. But this 2021 now, like it's it's right. it's out here. Like I've been to in high school, we had about two or three known gay guys, and they didn't give a fuck. But right. back then, you know, it wasn't more you didn't nobody really like accepted it like they do now today today mm-hmm. i feel like people don't have to hide it anymore because like i said it was two or three open we don't know who who was and just didn't say anything because mm-hmm. it wasn't acceptable back then but i feel like now it's more acceptable and people can really like be comfortable let their hair down and be who they are do you right. think the lbgt community assisted with that Definitely so. And I think just um just mainly probably like with all that's going on in the media and things like that. I think that's definitely what's making it more acceptable. And just seeing it more every day, day to day, because like now when I take public transportation and things like that, I see a trans or you know a gay person and they're just being them. So I think not necessarily just seeing it in the media, but seeing it open 
you know, day to day regularly, that's getting people more used to it. And, you know, how do you say more comfortable with it? That's what right. I'm saying. Because they start, you're starting to see more of it in regular day-to-day life. Um, they mm-hmm. even starting to, you know, branch off into the TV, into the movies, into the commercials, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And you see, some people don't agree with how Lil Nas X is moving, but that's who he is. You can't judge who he is. If that's how he want to promote his music, you got to let him go ahead and promote his music the way he wants to. If people listening, he has his own fans. If his fans is okay with the shit he's doing it for them he's not doing it for the people who don't want to see it don't look exactly that's what i say don't look especially little boosie like it's like he be finding out about little Nas before me i'm like what <laughs> like you got your notifications lately it's been from little boosie yeah it seems so like he got his notifications on for little Nas X definitely i mean so promoters right so do comments like that bother you what boozy be saying i mean i just find it hilarious because if he like little boozy you don't have nothing going on except this little movie that you just did so i guess that's just your way of getting attention because it's like even when your songs was out you wasn't getting this much attention and people wasn't even talking about you like People was knowing, he was one of the people that like, they would know the song, but they wouldn't know who sing it or know how right. to look at them like that. And only because of Lil Nas, it's like, we know all these things. And I think that was his plan all along. And I don't know not one boozy song. He sings some song that my fiance always play, Everybody Ain't Your Friend, Everybody Ain't Your Partner. I can't tell you. <laughs> That's I all I know. They don't play him on the radio where I'm from. Wait, did he did he make that song independent? I E B E. That was Webby's song, and he was. Oh just, well, just <laughs> that's bad. Come on, that's Webby's song. That's my era now. <laughs> oh no, nah, then I definitely don't know who Lil Boosie is. I thought that was him. Nah, I really thought that was him. He just <laughs> on it. He um just like the he didn't do wipe me down right. No, yeah. somebody else did wipe me down, and he was on it. See, I only know oh, him. I only it. know okay. his music through features. Right, so he a feature artist. Okay, you know, you'll never hear me play Lil Boozy because I don't know a Boozy song. He's not even in my playlist. So, <laughs> but you know, Barely people he ain't a man either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pe- people have their own opinions and how they feel about stuff. But sometimes you should just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We learned that early on in life. If you don't have nothing nice to say, do what? Keep it to yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what was the vibe with you doing makeup? You write? Do you write your own songs? Yeah, I do have a, a ghostwriter that I consult with for certain songs, but as far as the first couple songs that y'all gonna be hearing, I of course wrote them myself. But um, the vibe when we coming up with makeup, uh, that was actually the first song that I ever wrote. It was just me trying to establish the flow and figure out how to put a song together. So mm-hmm. I was just uh stating my entrance into the music industry and just giving general information and um just. Letting you guys know about me and what I'm coming with. Period. And when is you coming with the album? Because. (laughs) 
It's in the works. You see the equipment in the background. It's on yes, I see it. Listen, you ready? All right. I like your microphone. Yeah. I like your whole setup. The picture is giving me like I need to. I want that picture. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's gonna be a part of my merch line. Stay oh, tuned. period. Listen, put it on a t-shirt and sell it to me. Definitely. Because I definitely want that shirt. It's giving me. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Period. <laughs> okay. So but the album should definitely be coming back next year. It's almost complete. Just got to get the last couple songs. They finish up the visuals. That's what I'm talking about. So, and you're not afraid. You're not shy. Like, see, the thing with put when you put when you you used to dance and you used to seeing people. You know, people seeing you dance, right? Mm-hmm. But now you rapping. What's the difference? Like, with people watching you dance to them watching you actually spitting um i think it's just because i never been big on speaking in general unless i was like talking to making jokes in class i never been the one to want to talk in front of the class or nothing like that and with uh it's just um with me doing music now it's just the point of me just gaining the confidence to make sure that my voice is hearable <laughs> because everybody that know me they always know i'm shy i'm the shy quiet one so that's another you thing. Be. You can't be shy. Quiet. <laughs> That's what everybody say too when I'm like telling the industry people that I'm shy and quiet. They know they say I'm lying, but people that see me in real life, you know, I'm quiet in the back until it's my time to go in the front. <laughs> okay. And then when you get to the front, you go the fuck off. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I be trying. Um. <laughs> so, tell me something that nobody don't know about you. Um, well, that was one thing that I <laughs> think I'm quiet and shy. But um, another thing that nobody knows about me, I'll say, mm, 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 don't be acting like I you think that I'm always working. <laughs> Even when you don't see me doing something, I'm really like always working like 24-7, figuring out, getting interviews together, working oh. and writing new songs, finding new beats putting together concepts for videos like my mind is always just going it's moving. creativity yeah. yeah that's one thing i mean you could probably think it but me telling you guys is <laughs> a little more concrete okay look at you so what was it like growing up in chicago um well surprisingly i had a very good upbringing i wasn't i lived grew up in the hood but i wasn't involved in no hood drama nothing like that thankfully um but um i know growing up it was like a lot of violence and things like that in chicago which is another reason why i want to really push like my creativity and talents because a lot of people were hindered from like going to after school programs and things like that because of the violence and stuff and their parents just wanted to make sure they were safe and protected, which is something that happened to me uh, Me when I was in high school. My mom wouldn't really let me go to like dance practice and do performances and stuff if an adult wasn't there because, you know, just for safety precautions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm a mother, so I understand, all right? If yeah. It's just that the kids don't never understand, but I bet you understand now. Definitely, because it's yeah. like all these kids getting killed now. Like I just seen like four, five kids get killed since COVID, and it's like, shouldn't y'all be in the house anyway? Like <laughs> my mama didn't let me go outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was heartbreaking when um I don't know if it was last year or this year, but a nine year old was killed in Chicago, and I'm like, that's a baby. Like 
and and you really don't there really was no backstory behind it like where where he was i'm not sure if it was a, i think it was a, a little boy like i don't think anybody was with him and he just somebody found him like on the street and he was dead from us from a gunshot wound. oh wow and i'm like that is really sad because he's a baby so i understand where you're coming from because everywhere is dangerous but chicago is like stay the map with it <laughs> like and thank god that you was able to get through everything because sometimes when you walk out the door like even where i come from you don't know if you're gonna make it home Mm-hmm. That's that, especially when a child is innocent or innocent bystander, innocent people, period. Like, I don't, I believe that nobody deserves to die by the hand of a gun. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is. And I don't even know why these type of machine army artilleries is out here in the streets like that. And they want you to, oh, um, stop the violence, stop the violence, but y'all got to get the guns off the streets and where they coming from. Cause obviously the only people that got mm-hmm. that has access to them shits, y'all got to be selling them to the community. Exactly. Gotta make it make sense. Where you coming from? Right. Where's they coming from? Because the people that only have the right to have them is where up top. So y'all trickle them down the bottom. I'm telling you, it's always, they mm-hmm. want us to kill each other. That's what it is. They want us us to kill each other. Just like with COVID, I still don't understand how they got all these kids in school and ain't none of them vaccinated. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and and you still got people, I mean, it's not as much as it was in the beginning, but people still passing away from it. And even with the vaccine, people is passing away. You passing away and getting sick. Mm -hmm. I think the, the government is behind all of this. And I don't like talking politics and shit like this, but they all behind this shit. I'm sorry. Ain't no way in hell. I'm sure. There's <laughs> no way around it. Yeah. And then and then they take they keep taking off the shows that's trying to wake us up. Because um, I think like a couple of years ago, the CW Channel 11, I don't know what it is on where you at, but um they had a show called Containment. Oh yeah. Containment was something like this coronavirus. And they split everybody mm-hmm. up. Like if you had the virus, you couldn't pass a certain um border. And if you was clean, you couldn't go over there. Mm-hmm. One season, shit going. It's like every time they try to show us something, they take it away from us. Mm-hmm. But containment was the platform for to tell us about corona. I'm telling you. Because now it's going, and then two years later, here come COVID. Like, nah. Right. Y'all want us to think we stupid, but we not stupid. Somebody told me they did a Simpsons episode about COVID, too. I want to see Yes, that. the Simpsons been telling us shit from day one. <laughs> the Simpsons <laughs> told us that Trump was going to be president. Like, mm-hmm. Now, that was crazy. The Simpsons must be a show from the government. <laughs> Because they still on they the longest show. Yes, like how how Bart ain't never grow up, Lisa ain't never grow up, they ain't got no kids, they ain't go to college, Maggie's still sucking a pacifier. Like, y'all gotta make it make sense. (laughs) Right. Seriously. So what was I about to ask you? Because we done went all into COVID. (laughs) Um but you said you got a fiance, so I can't even ask you what's one of your pickup lines. <laughs> you I don't use pickup lines. A pickup line was used for me. Oh, <laughs> say that. 
I know that's right. A pickup line was used for me. All right. Period. Mm-hmm. So how that's how it always is with me. I don't never make the first move. The first so you shy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's hard to believe, pumpkin. That is hard to believe. So <laughs> how long y'all been together? Um, it'll be three years in February. Oh, look at you. So when y'all get married after next year probably but it's not gonna be no big wedding it's probably gonna be like i want to have no more than like 20 people because i've been watching all the real housewives and love and hip-hop and all that and they had all these people there for what then them be the same people that be starting drama and with them and stuff so i'd rather have like a destination wedding with a select few amount of people that i know we turn up with and then that'll be that there you go, because if I could do it all over again, I most definitely would have had a destination wedding because the wedding is not for you. It's for the guests. And, and you got to pay for everybody. I'm cheap. Right. I like people to pay for me. Right. <laughs> right. And then at the end of the day, it's like you got your family. Oh, add this person. Add that person. Like, no, nah, I ain't seen her since I was three. And you want me to invite her to my wedding? Nah. Listen, if I could do it all over again, it would have just been me, my husband, and, my, and our kids. That's it. That's but all you need. It's a lesson learned. Right. Because you spend all this money for other people. And then I feel like nowadays the wedding is the main attraction. It's like for show now. Nobody don't really care about what, y- what y'all gonna have to deal with afterwards when y'all go home? You going broke? Mm-hmm. Yes, we be going broke trying to put on these weddings, right? And it's not even all that. Listen, you got the right mind. You go fly somewhere, get and come back married, okay? And, uh, oh, <laughs> your wedding? Nah, it wasn't even that kind of party. <laughs> okay, it wasn't even that kind of party. So. Do you have a single that you're going to put on your album or is it one of the ones you released already? Um, That's a good question too because I started this debate on how many songs should be on the EP versus the album and all that. And with the amount of songs that I'm trying to put on the project, it probably will be enough without makeup and the other song I just dropped called Dance For Me. But the next song that I'm dropping is definitely, I guess I'll say it's like, you know, album time single. <laughs> so yeah. you're gonna shoot a video for it and everything yeah definitely that's why it's taking a little more time than i anticipated because i gotta get a whole team i'm getting designers and i need to get some props started soon so that everything can run in time all that stuff so Period. Day process. <laughs> you know what you want so how your man feel about you being an artist He's very supportive and he helped with everything. Anything I need him to help me with, he always come through. So he's definitely my number one supporter. That's him and our little doggy. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Because you need support from home first. Because mm-hmm. it ain't nothing like your person telling you the truth. Okay. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. my husband goes to my episodes and I never thought that he would, but he listens to my episodes and he critique them. <laughs> okay <laughs> he let me know what i could do to get better what what i should do and you know he buy my equipment if i ain't even shit i don't even be thinking about it. and it just come in the yeah. mail like it's coming through. This? Oh, <laughs> this? no i don't but okay, okay. 
<laughs> get months later, you'd be like, hmm, what that box said? <laughs> let me get it because I need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's what's up. So what's the difference between an EP and an album? I never understood because I see like people drop EPs, I guess, to warm it up. That's what, that's the understanding I'm getting and got from it. It's just, it's supposed to be a teaser or to prepare. But I mean, why not just work hard for an album, which I mean... I don't know. I guess if people like keep on asking you, you got so many songs you said no. You right. just want to make some extra money or something, I guess. But I mean, I do have an idea for an EP, but I mean, it wouldn't be to tease an album. It would be like to tease a new era or something. So right. I guess whatever yo how artistically you want to <laughs> mix up the definition and make it work for you. Right. Because I feel like sometimes songs that's on an EP, I think they'd be like, what, five or six songs? Mm-hmm. Sometimes those songs should have been on the album. Because you'll People give don't us- have a right creative team and listening right. team helping them. They just like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> because sometimes the songs that's on the EP, when you drop the album, it's like, I'd rather still listen to the EP. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you got to know the balance. Like, if you're going to put out an EP, make sure, like, two or three of them songs is on the album. Because those are the songs that people something are like to. Yeah. <clears throat> or something, you know, something in the same category. Because I think Tank drops EPs before she started dropping albums. Diaries, yeah. But yes. the albums suck. That's what I'm saying. And I love Tank. I love her. And she from Chicago. That that be making me mad when I'm like, okay, she finally got the money to drop an album. I think it was that one where she got off Timbaland label and all the songs sucked except like different and it was one more song. This one that she just dropped from The Heat heat or something. It's like three songs. There's only like three songs on it. But I could go to a mixtape, play it all the way through. I could go to an EP, play it all the way through. But mm-hmm. it's like on the album, it's like Tank. Now, you That's know- what I was going to say about Nicki Minaj. When she dropped that first album, Pink Friday, I didn't really like that versus the previous mixtape she already had out. But the second Dang. album was good. But that Pink Friday album, that was... I mean, there's some good songs on that, but I don't think that should have been an album altogether. Right. And I like mixtape Nicki. Yeah. Mixtape Nicki <laughs> Nothing can ever be mixtape Nikki. Man, if she could go back to mixtape Nikki today and put it on the mainstream, she. But see, mm-hmm. people like her. And I used to like her in the beginning, but I started like going away from her because she was saying crazy shit. Like she felt like she's the only person that's supposed, only female supposed to be rapping while she's rapping. Like it don't work like that. You can't, yeah. you can't dominate the industry when, before you came here, we had mad female rap artists that was okay and was able to work together. Mm-hmm. But it seems like nobody can, like, do it with her. And she's, like, picky with who she want to, you know, do songs with. She got so many she people should, that... But... I feel like she could have made some major moves and mad more money if she would have teamed up with some of the women that she was going against and i feel like she went against them because she was threatened a little bit because you can't 
not like an individual if you really don't know that much about them like from reading some of the stuff behind the scenes she was knocking a lot of people bags off the table yeah i heard that too and that's not right because as women we already got it hard and as black women we got it harder so we supposed to stick together and i don't like when people do older women empowerment women empowerment but then you're a bully in the background Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. Even all, even with people, period, men, women, all the way across the board, it's easier if we work together than against each other. For real, for real. Right. And I don't like that at all. Like I team up with other podcasters, and they could hit me up, and you know, you want to do this, and I'm gonna do it because I don't feel like I'm too big for anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. I don't feel like, uh, like sometimes, yeah, I don't feel like it. if I don't want to, then I will. You know, bow out gracefully, but I won't be like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I can't do that. I'm not going. You know, it's not what you do and what you say; it's how you do it and how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Nikki lost me as a fan because she was moving full full. Yeah, she was kind of like uh-huh. stuck up with it. Like yes, that's what it she is. Was she was on top and all that. I yep. feel like it would have been okay if she would have lost like. The stuck upness, but at the same time, some of the stuff she was saying, like people was treating her a certain kind of way. And you would hear other artists like come out and say they would never stand up for themselves. I respect her in that sense, but like what you said with the um stopping people's bags and stuff, depending on what really was going on. I mean, you could have did a show and then you know just went on about your business and passed right. that person. But maybe she was scared of Lil Kim because you know Lil Kim had got Foxy Brown beat up or something like that. Whatever you could be scared of little Kim, but you honestly, I'm from little Kim era. I grew, I was born in the eighties. I grew up in the nineties. I was in the high school, late nineties. Um, everything that you did, Kim did it. Mm -hmm. So you can't feel some type of way about this person on one hand. And then on the other hand, you just mimicking everything that's this already did and i feel like on kim's behalf that's all she wanted was for you to pay her her flowers while you still in her style just like 50 cent and ja rule 50 came in got ja rule up off the ship just to steal his style you was calling him a singing nigga and this is that a third but you started singing nigga He came out the gate singing. Right. So you got to make it make sense. It's okay if you, it would have been much easier and better if you couldn't just work together. I would have loved to hear Nikki and Kim on a song together. That shit would have been made history. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, different strokes for different folks. Right. <laughs> but you keep making your name up here. Okay. Because you on the way. You on the way, man, Williams. If y'all don't know it, y'all better find out. Get with it. Okay. I'm so, so close. <laughs> and listen, so close you could touch it, pumpkin. So tell my audience where to find you, where to follow you, where to listen to your music. Um, You can find me on all social media platforms at man Williams, M-A-N. W-I-L-L-I-A-M-Z. If you're on TikTok, follow me at Team Man Williams, T-E-A-M-M-A-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-Z. And you can stream my 
um, songs. I have Make Up Out, Dance With Me, and um, Better Man For You by Soul and featuring me. They're on all platforms, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all that. And if you guys want to hear the first song I ever released called Bitch Gag, that's only on YouTube and SoundCloud. So if you just Google my name, it'll all pop up. <laughs> okay, Google me, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I would love to hear that one. I got to go listen to that one. Okay. <laughs> so, quick question before I end this, because I wanted to ask you that, and I totally forgot. You put the Z at the on at the end of your name, or is it really yes. an S? Yes, I put a Z just to make it creative and different, so you can remember it. <laughs> oh, you fancy, okay? Mm-hmm. I like but that though. You'll be forgetting it every time. Listen, I like that though, because don't confuse me with nobody else. My name is Williams. Right. Period. Okay. <laughs> Heavy on a Z. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all, this was a great conversation, man. Don't be a stranger. And when you're ready to drop your album, tap back in with your good sis so we could promote that thing. Yes, I'm going to tap back in when it's time to drop the next video. Yes, and let me see. I want to see. I want the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to hold you to it in exclusive with wine time. Period. Okay. So, Y'all, that's the end of this session. Another episode coming next week, same day, same time. Until then, catch me on a live or a post because it's always one time. Period. Yeah, let's pour some cherry wine. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, we bring it every time. Yeah, pour a little cherry wine. Yeah. Hey, yo, Salah. Yeah. I think they know the time. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, you pour a little cherry wine. Yeah. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Everybody's favorite guilty pleasure is returning. That's right. The Mermaid and the Lion is returning for its third season. The Newlyweds. It's not your typical love story. So listen, as Angel and Gaza navigate through this toxic ride of love, and guess what? Several of your favorite characters is returning as well. So get ready. And I know I'm ready. The Mermaid and the Lion, season three, The Newlyweds. It's coming soon. Stay tuned.